Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. It's good. I'm Bird. This is Jake. We are two members of the Portland Mailbaggers. And because we mentioned the Portland Mailbaggers, it only means one thing, Jake. Welcome to the Mailbag! How are you, sir? Doing well, man. Doing well. Uh, You know, week six is here. Crazy. Can't complain. I just want to start off the show by uh, sending our best to uh, those folks over in Israel. Yeah. A really sick world we're living in right now. Um, You know, it's, what can you say? But yeah, sending our best to Israel and uh, hopefully better days are ahead for all of us. Yes. Yes. I I echo those sentiments. Very, very, very well said. Well, on today's program, of course, we have your questions. Lots of questions. 17 questions today. But a lot of discussion questions. And, and and I have to say, this was the first time all year where we had more discussion-based questions than we did actual like start sick questions. It was very like it was very odd, but I'm all for it. Maybe, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll just have to see how they are. Before so we're shorter, for it. not as many questions, but I think a lot of questions that are that are ones that could provide way more thought. Which at the end of the day is what we're here for. We're here to get smarter. Uh, at the end of the day, of course, we have uh, starts of the week, which, as you know, is our favorite segment to do because oh, that's always the one that brings out the smarts in both of us. Um, and then we have our Thursday night predictions. Uh, we did not do very well last week. Uh, yeah, the Washington Commanders decided to lay an egg, and the Chicago Bears looked very good. But DJ Moore gave us. 49 points. So at the end of the day, thank you. Very I should have much. known that Dick Buckus passed. I, I completely overlooked that. There was no way the Bears were going to lose on Dick Buckus's day. Well, to be fair, to be fair, that news did not come out until about 20 minutes before kickoff. Until before. Exactly. So, so we, we missed know. it. We missed. I, I'm telling you, that would have influenced my pick. Without a doubt. No questions asked. But DJ Moore, 49 points. Thank you very much there, King. But of course, as we always do on this program, we're going to be going through the injury news. Mike Evans has not practiced yet this week. He is, of course, trying to return from that hamstring injury, but not looking very good um, as for his status for week number six against the Detroit Lions in Tampa. Uh, same Gabe, Amon St. Brown was limited on Wednesday with the abdominal injury that held him out in week number five. Logging that early practice session is a very, very, very good sign for the chances of the player to be playing. So Amon St. Brown, look for him to potentially upgrade to a full go by Friday. And if he is, of course, then Amon St. Brown will be in your lineups. Uh, Cole Komet, he has a hamstring injury. This one is new, but he was limited. So that is obviously, you know, it's worrying, but nothing as of yet to suggest that Cole Komet will not be playing on Sunday versus the Vikings in a matchup where you are desperate to have Cole Komet in there. Tank Dell has not practiced this week. He has not cleared the league's concussion protocol as of yet. Juju Smith-Schuster also dealing with a concussion. He has not practiced Yet this week, the biggest news injury news from the week probably is Justin Jefferson officially placed on IR. We've talked about that uh, throughout this entire week, but, you know, just to really keep it very short and very sweet for everybody. 
uh, don't expect anything from Justin Jefferson from your run out. Because if you do, you might get hurt that way. Yeah, yeah for sure. Jake, is Justin Jefferson a, a good buy low for teams that are four and one, five and up? I, I've seen a few deals for him this week, and I thought that the person gave up too much for Jefferson, man. Like, this is a guy where you, if you acquire Justin Jefferson or roster Justin Jefferson, you have to be rooting for the Vikings this week because, my God, if they lose to the Chicago Bears and fall to one and five on the year, mm-hmm. what exactly is Justin Jefferson in a rush to come back to without having a contract for the long term? Three words for you as we discussed this week Joe Mixon Foot. Could be. And then that, 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 we'll see about Kirk Cousins too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. That is a big one, especially if they do lose to, uh, to the Bears. Uh, the other injury news from this week, Devon Chan, uh, he was placed on IR with a knee injury. There was some speculation out there that, uh, he could miss the rest of the season. I've been told that he's not going to. And officially, uh, that is not the case that Devon Chan, uh, there is there are plans that he could be back by week 10 or week 11. So we're looking at probably a four to six week absence for Devon Chan, which absolutely sucks given how great uh, he has looked for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Jake, outside, outside of Raheem Mostert, who's the Dolphins running back you want to have? Uh, probably Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, Wandell Robinson not practicing. He, of course, is working his way back from the ACL. Uh, has basically been the only bright spot for the Giants' offense. So no reason to expect that he won't be playing Sunday night versus the versus the Bills. Uh, Darren Waller, what a shocker! He has a groin injury, Jake. It's not like you called this. Not practicing Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, I mean. What else is new? Darren Waller is dealing with a soft tissue injury. Mm-hmm. Where have I seen this before? It's like, it's you called it. You called it. Is Daniel Ballinger on the starting radar? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, he is still in the least concussion protocol. Um, Has more of a chance to come back. There's, you know, I know it's Sunday night, but. He has more time to clear it, given it's not a one or a four. He could clear it last minute uh, and has a bit more time to do it because it is Sunday night, but that is definitely a a wait and see. And we do have a Dawson Knox question in here in the mailbag, I believe. But uh, basically, Jake, oh, no, we do have a Dawson Knox question here. Okay, so I want to ask a question. We'll save it for when we get to, to Dawson Knox. Miles Sanders not practicing. He is dealing with a shoulder injury. He's been beat up now for, it seems like, from the beginning of the season, and it is shown in his play. Austin Eckler looks like he will return in week number six. He is back at practice for the Los Angeles Chargers. James Conner is on the IR. He is dealing with a knee injury. Uh, He will miss the next four games for the Cardinals. DK Metcalf, he is not practicing due to a ribs injury, but... It's not expected to be a huge, a huge deal. Have not heard about his Thursday availability, but I would assume that it is going to be limited for DK Metcalf and that he'll be back at practice. Uh, Geno Smith practiced in full. He's of course is dealing with the knee that he suffered on Monday night football versus the giants. So it looks like Geno will be ready to roll. Zay Jones, not practicing. He is dealing with 
the knee. It's been a lingering issue for, for a little bit. looks like maybe he aggravated that in week number five. So one to monitor given Zay Jones had a very good game in week number one versus the Colts. And that is their opponent this week. He scored in that matchup. Uh, Robert Woods, he is not practicing due to a ribs injury. Jake with Robert Woods, not, not practicing and tank Dell with a concussion uh, is Nico Collins, a smash play this smash week play. versus the saints. Yep. Fire him up. Johnu Smith, he is limited with an ankle injury. Please, God, don't play. So maybe we can get some Kyle Pitts. Highly doubtful, but we'll see. Elijah Mitchell not practicing. He has the knee. Jeff Wilson is practicing. Back at practice, the Dolphins opened up the 21-day window for him to be activated. So there's a chance that that Jeff Wilson could take him on a chance spot in the lineup on Sunday. Jordan Addison, he is limited practice with an ankle. Uh, should not hinder his chances to play Sunday, which should be a much expanded role for him. Uh, Jake, are you starting Jordan Addison as a top 20 play? Smash play. Devontae Adams not practicing. He is dealing with a shoulder injury. He's been dealing with that for a couple of weeks. Jacoby Myers, he's dealing with a wrist injury. That is a new injury for Jacoby Myers, but we'll wait and see for Myers and limited is a good sign. Javante Williams is good to go for the Denver Broncos in their Thursday night game versus the Kansas city chiefs. Derek Carr practicing in full that shoulder uh, looks like that he will be fine and ready to go. The bouncer, Juwan, ja- Juwan, Juwan Johnson. There we go. Words. Uh, he is a non-participant. He was dealing with a calf. Chris Olave dealing with a toe injury, limited practice, on Wednesday and Thursday. If this is a turf toe injury, which I've heard some say it is, um, that's a problem because the turf toe, that lingers. So he could play on it, but it is a painful, painful injury that just does not go away. No, so it does not. Keep your fingers crossed and you could sell a lave, sell them while you can. Uh, Derek Henry got a rest day on Wednesday, but is back at practice on Thursday. Same thing with DeAndre Hopkins. T. Higgins returned to practice on Wednesday for the Bengals. Of course, he missed last week with the rib injury. Um, Some news about Miles Sanders, some updated news. He did not practice on Thursday. So Miles Sanders, second straight missed practice for him. Jake. If Miles Sanders does not play on Sunday, Starometer, one to ten for Chuba Hubbard against the Dolphins. He's about like a seven for me. I think you gotta he's got for me, if if uh Sanders doesn't play, Chuba Hubbard would probably be like my twenty third, twenty fourth running back to play this week. Yeah, he he would be in the range. I don't know if he'd be a top twenty four guy for me, but definitely a high Close. end flex play. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. Especially in full PPR. Where yes, uh, Saquon Barkley logged his second consecutive limited practice of the week. Um, it, it's too early to tell really if it's you know Barkley, you know, revving up to return Sunday night, but there's no doubt the Giants they they need him. I don't know if, if he's going to help versus Buffalo, but oh my god, do they need him? Yeah, well, it might be without Daniel Jones though. Yep, yeah, that, that's also that's also a, a possibility that Daniel Jones does not play, did not practice. On Wednesday, Daniel Jones. Uh, Some running back news for the Chicago Bears. Let's just hit them all. Travis Homer did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Khalil Herbert did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. 
Homer dealing with a hamstring, Khalil Herbert dealing with the ankle, looking like it's a high ankle sprain for Khalil Herbert. And that injury is looking like about a month, if that is confirmed to be true. Roshan Johnson has not cleared concussion protocol as of yet. So with all three of those guys down, they signed our good buddy, Darrington Evans and Deonta Foreman. They're back together. (laughs) It's a reunion. Mike, Mike Vrabel is smiling somewhere. But Jake, if these three don't play, how much of a smash play is Deonta Foreman? Uh, he's about like a five because without scoring, what's Deonta Foreman going to do? And it's probably going to be more Justin Fields design runs too. But sure. the, the matchup is pretty good, I got to say. Deonta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. Ch- uh, Hubbard if Sanders doesn't play. But yeah. if, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you get the gist. Uh, Odo Becca was a full participant on Thursday. Traylon Burks is not traveling to London with the Titans. He is out for week number six versus the Ravens. David Njoku did not practice on Thursday, has not practiced Wednesday or Thursday, but is still uh, recuperating from the at-home injury that he had. Did you see that picture? Oh, God. Holy oh, good God. L. I couldn't imagine putting a helmet on. <laughs> uh, no. Good Lord. I, oh, my God. I mean, good for him that he was that he toughed it out like that. But sheesh. Uh, Deshaun Watson not practicing again on Thursday. I mean, well, he the bye. The bye week happened, and he's, he's still not right. It's gonna, he's got to be hurt. I'm surprised. Yeah, maybe next week, but... Could he be put on IR sometime soon? I mean, who knows? The fact that he's still not practicing says a lot. And this injury was just kind of like thrown in there where we didn't think it was anything serious. And then here we are. Missed a game already. And then there was the bye. And he's on track to miss another game this weekend. It's Sean Watson droppable. Yes. If Matthew Stafford is available, would you drop to Sean Watson for Matthew Stafford? I think I would, dude. Watson's been a big disappointment this year. He has. Uh, what about what about Geno Smith? Would you drop to Sean Watson for Geno? I'd rather have Geno rest of the season. Unlikely that this guy, that this guy would be available. Would you drop to Sean Watson for C.J. Stroud? Um, hmm, I think so, but it's it's a little closer. But I think I'd rather Stroud. Uh, would you drop to Sean Watson for Dak Prescott? Yeah, I would. For this week, too. This week, too, especially. Uh, Peyton Hendershot was placed on injured reserve by the Cowboys. Jameer Gibbs not practicing on Thursday, so it looks like it's going to be David Montgomery yet again. And I don't know if anybody heard the Dan Campbell press conference that happened today, but my God, was it damning for any hopes of Jameer Gibbs being somewhat valuable in 2023. What a bust. A nightmare. He's an all-time. I think he might be an all-timer. He definitely could be. He definitely he definitely could be. This is this is a nightmare. Uh Greg Dolchich is going to be activated off of injured reserve and will be ready to go for Thursday night football. Jake, any interest in rostering Greg Dolchich? No. Daniel Jones talked not we talked about him not practicing Wednesday or Thursday, but he has not been ruled out yet for Sunday. Jerome Ford limited in practice Wednesday and Thursday with a knee. Uh, let's see anything else here. One last thing. Uh, Hollywood Brown has an illness. He did not practice on Wednesday is expected to return to practice on Thursday or Friday. Okay. 
So that's it. Let's get to Thursday night. Jake, I mean, this is a question of by how much and not who is going to win. But the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this football game. And I'm going to say they win this game. Uh, everyone's calling for this to be a, a high-scoring game. I kind of don't think it's going to be. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 27-21. How the Broncos get- put up 21 points, I have no idea, but they put up 21 points. 27-21. So you think Denver is going to compete in this game? I think Denver is going to claw their way back into this game. I think Kansas City completely smokes the Denver Broncos tonight. Hey, that is highly plausible. I'm, I'm going with 33-10. Blowout okay. in bed by halftime. Jake, I hope you're right. <laughs> I really, really do. I want you to be right more than I want to be right. But we <laughs> both have the Kansas City Chiefs winning this game. All right. One to 17. Jake, you can't cut the deck, unfortunately. Which one are you going to go for? One to 17. Uh, let's go with number 17. Number 17. This is from... Oliver, Jake, where is Oliver from? Oliver's from none other than Portland, Oregon. Love Portland. Love Portland. A beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. Portland is, it's really, really, it's it's the shining city on the hill. Honestly, it just, it just makes everyone, everyone's lives much, much, much better. We love you, Portland. Uh, Oliver, he needs two and a half. Raheem Mostert, Brees Hall. Saquon Barkley, James Cook, or Alvin Kamara? I'm going to go with Mostert and Hall here. I'm going to go with Mostert and Hall, regardless of whether or not Barkley plays. Yeah. 17 is gone. Uh, Let's go with number, let's cut the deck now, number eight. Uh, Number eight, this is from Wyndham. Wyndham is from... Um, we're going to go with, he's from Aberdeen, Scotland, uh, Wyndham. He wants us to grade the trade in dynasty. He's giving Brandon Ayuk in a 2025 third round pick. He's getting Jackson Smith and Jigba, a 2023 first and a 2025 second. So it's Ayuk and what? A third? Ayuk in a 25 third. For Jigba, 23 first, 25 second. I don't really see the purpose of this deal. Like, I feel like Njigba would could hopefully get the Ayuk. And Ayuk is in like the prime of his career. He's only 26 years old, if I'm going off the 25. top of my head. 25, 25 even better. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really like this deal, to be honest with you. I I feel like you're just kind of trading the real thing for a hopeful. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, I would mean, I, I would give I, this a C. It's a C minus. I couldn't say it much better myself. I was I was gonna go and say something uh, different, but yeah, I mean, you kind of covered all all the points that I was gonna get at. And who wants to go round and round circles? Uh, eight and seventeen gone. Uh, let's go with number two. Number two. This is from Pat. Jake, where is Pat from? Beverly Hills, California. We love we the stars. Love the stars, Jake. Who is the star that is on your mind today? We're going to go with a, a deep cut, of course, but we have to give uh, honor to Emilio Estevez, of course. He's Great always guy. the star on our minds. Oh, and the Portland Mailbaggers. Great team. I, pro- <laughs> I promise deep cuts. We're going to go today with Debbie Ryan. Wow. 
Wow, very deep cut. Very, very deep cut. The star that's on starts on my mind today. Um, and I recent I recently this is just terrible because I'm normally I'm on top of things. I recently found out that he passed, and I had I did not hear that he had passed. Tony Bennett. Yeah. I did not he did. hear that, that that he that he had passed, and I just found out about this. And I couldn't believe it. So rest in, rest in peace to the GOAT, Tony Bennett. Great, great, great guy. Uh, Pat, he answered the call. There were two people that answered the call this week to the Patriots fans that I wanted to know what they thought about Bill Belichick and if he should get fired. Pat is one of them. Pat the Pats fan. Pat says, I'm a Patriots fan, and at the end of the day, no one person is bigger than the franchise itself. It has been an amazing run, but three points in the last two weeks isn't good enough. If they get humiliated by the Raiders, there are major questions to be asked about Bill Belichick. Jake, your thoughts? Yeah, this is if they lose to the Raiders this week, man, it's dire. It's it's over. I think they're going to lose to the Raiders for what it's worth. I, I think the Raiders will win that game. I think the Raiders beat them last year, too. Granted, it was some nonsense yeah. at the end of the game where they were just throwing laterals and yeah. whatnot. But, yeah, I, I would agree there. There's got to be questions asked about Belichick's poor drafting over the years. And if the game has honestly passed him by, man, he might just be a fossil at this point. Like, right. you know, it, it happens for, for coaches. Like, it, it is – it's a real thing where the game evolves, and if coaches don't evolve with it, it gets passed by them. So – I think this is an accurate assessment, and this is a dire week for Bill Belichick and company. But I won't be shedding any tears if they happen to lose this week. Uh, really, I, I listen. I, I absolutely agree with the point of there is no one person that is bigger than the franchise. But it's it, it is tough because you think Bill Belichick has done enough and has earned the opportunity to walk away under his own accord. But when the franchise is just this, this is a proud franchise. I mean, I mean, put all personal feelings aside that about the new England Patriots that you want. This is a proud franchise that over the course of our lifetime has just done one thing and one thing only. And that's win and compete and be involved in, in, in big time games and big time moments but the fact of the matter is, and Jake is 100% correct, that not even not even just the drafting, you look at the personnel choices that Bill Belichick has made, the guys that he's had on his staff hasn't worked out. Bill, o, Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator. Like, what are we doing? What, what are we doing there? The free agent moves that they have made, Judas Schuster, that's been a nightmare. I'm talking more obviously with just with with this season, but you you expand it, you can go down the list of of odd, peculiar choices that Bill Belichick has made with the recent history of the New England Patriots and what the post Tom Brady Patriots have looked like. Should he be flat out fired? Yeah, I, I, I'm sure they won't. I, they're not going to actually fire him if he actually leaves the Patriots or quote unquote leaves. It'll be a mutual parting of ways. They won't actually say, course. Bill Belichick, you're fired. I agree. I agree. I don't think, you know, that there's going to be no, you know, pink slips going to be handed out by Robert Kraft. 
to and Belichick will coach again. I don't think Belichick's going to retire. Belichick wants to break the all-time wins record, and there's suitors out there, man. There's suitors. There's not Dallas. <laughs> not Dallas. You think Belichick wants to deal with with Jerry Jones? Always involved? No way. I, I think I think Jerry Jones would give every adding, level of concession to no, Bill, he won't. Bill Belichick. No, he won't. And, and also, like, do you really want Bill Belichick working with them? I mean, Bel- Belichick's not going to fix that offense with Bill O'Brien. Dak's not good enough. Like, it, it, that's what it comes down to with Dallas. And Belichick and Dak, man, that sounds like a lot of dinking and dunking to me. So I'm looking at the Chargers as an option. Or if, God forbid, like, the... I'm trying to think like the Giants get the number one. Oh, because Belichick's always wanted the Giants head coaching job. That would be the option. But the Chargers are the one that is really screaming to me for Belichick because they have the roster ready to go. They just need to fix that defense. I mean, it's it's just it's a very shitty situation. It's a very shitty situation. And there's no right or wrong. I mean, there is a wrong and the wrong is probably to fire him outright. It's going to be I'm telling you, he's going to coach the Chargers next year. Or, or or I could see and look, he could become the highest paid coach of all time. I could see those people in Washington, the, the new ownership, just want to make yeah. a splash and go get Bill Belichick. And sure. I don't know who's playing quarterback for them in the future, but look, money talks. And yeah. an ownership group like that, they want to make a splash. Hell, I mean, I mean, his history with the Browns. If they if they fire Kevin Stefanski and no way he'll never go Jimmy back Has, there and Jimmy and Jimmy Haslam wants to give full control no way to Belichick but it it just feels like the Giants but I don't think they're gonna fire Dayball and and, it, and Shane it's gonna be the Chargers probably I think it's gonna be the Chargers L A having the fun Commanders. or the Commanders it's like yeah either one of those man because you look there's really not a long list of suitors uh for Belichick they're really just gonna be looking for coaches and teams that Belichick will be interested in because there's going to probably be only like a few head coaching jobs available this offseason. I, I would say like maybe four. So the question that Pat has is that he needs two in Superflex. Sam Howell, Deshaun Watson, CJ Stroud. Well, it doesn't look like Deshaun Watson's going to play. So, yeah, so the answer, answer to your question is Sam Howell and, and, and CJ Stroud. And, and we went over this already this week too. We had both uh, Howell and Stroud ahead of Watson. We talked about it on the preview show. Right, right. Uh, two eight seventeen. Number one. Number one. This is from Brian. Brian is from uh Valencia, Spain. This is the other Patriots fan. So great call, Jake. We can just get right to it. Brian says, "I'm a Patriots fan. And under no circumstances should Bill Belichick ever be fired for all he has done for this organization. Let him go on his own terms." Which is what That's, is which is what we said. Horse crap. Think- I still think it's horse crap, though. There's nobody that should never, ever be fired. Like, Brian Cashman, should he not be fired for all he's done for the Yankee organization? I I, I agree. I agree, but right? I, think the, I think the main difference, though, between Brian Cashman and Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick unequivocally built a dynasty. Did Brian Cashman? No. Yeah, you could kind of say that Gene Michael did, too, but Cashman brought a lot of championships. Hold on, the core four was Stick Michael. What are we talking about? Yeah, but still, though, Cashman... I get what you're saying here, but we're we're kind of just going off of all he's done for the franchise. Like, you know, there's been good coaches that have been fired before, bro. Like Bob Stoops was let go from Oklahoma. That's true. No, that's true. He did a lot there, I would say. He, yes, he did. Yes, he did. I, I to to me to me personally, 
he's not going to get fired because the, the Patriots fans, I think they would be in uproar. There's a lot of Patriot fans that want sack. Belichick. Look, all my Patriot fan buddies are like, Belichick's got to go for the most part. My one, my my two best buddies that are Patriot fans that are like, dude, he's so the game's passing by, he's done. So would 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 they would those people be completely okay with Robert Kraft just handing him a pink slip and being yeah. like, all right, clear your office? Yeah, they're like, dude, the game's about offense now, and Belichick just does not grasp that you can't just find undrafted free agents to play key roles for this team anymore. Like, it's not like you have Tom Brady to cover it up. That's wow. I mean, listen, it's the truth. I, I, it, no, it is. It is. I, I mean, I'm not a Patriots fan, so I am completely, you know, neutral with this. But someone that respects Bill Belichick and respects all that he's done for 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 the game, but it it also is understanding, and it's ruined the game too. That eventually, eventually, everyone has their has their time where they they do have to exit stage right, and we have to wonder Good. is, is this. Is this the time for 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 Belichick to uh, to to go ahead and do that? Uh, Brian, did I say we're we're, we're oh yeah, who's from Valencia? I forgot about that. Uh, Brian needs two and a half. Zach Moss, Amari Di Mercado, Brian Robinson, Jonathan Taylor. I think it's Moss and Robinson for me. Uh, let me just check the ranks. This is in half. Okay, let me check the. Half ranks. So in half, I have it. I have Robinson for sure. And I have Jonathan Taylor as the other. So for me, it's it's Robinson and Taylor. Yeah. But I understand if you go boss. Because as Jake, as Jake, as Jake said this week, it's not a bad idea to play boss until it gives you a reason to set him. Yeah, I agree. One, two, eight, seventeen. Gone. Uh, let's go with number three. Number three. This is from Lucas. Jake, where's Lucas from? Uh, Palo Alto, California. Uh, it's it's a regular spot. When we're done with the stars, <laughs> we're done with the stars in Beverly Hills. We're just going to our, our retreat in Palo Alto. Uh, Lucas, he needs three in full. KJ Osborne, our good 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 friends with Nelly T. Great guy. Uh, Christian Kirk, Michael Pittman. Drake London, Terry McLaurin. Uh, I'm going to go with Kirk and McLaurin. He needs one more. London. For me, I have it. I have it Kirk. Just trying to get all these names down. I have it Pittman, Kirk. And McLaurin sitting London, sitting Osborne. Yeah, that's how I have it. Okay. Uh, one, two, three, eight, seventeen. Gone. Number four. Number four. This is from Henry. Henry is from. Uh, he's from Hamburg, Germany. Uh, Henry. He needs two in non. Tony Pollard, Derek Henry, David Montgomery, and Damian Pierce. He needs how many? He needs two. Montgomery's a must start. Yeah. I think it's Montgomery and Henry. Oh, man. I think it's Montgomery and Henry. It, that, that's so tough. That is so tough. I, 
It, it's it's Montgomery and the matchup is so good for Pollard. Even in non, it's so good for him. Screw it. Screw it. Go Montgomery. Go Pollard. Sid Henry. Yeah. It's close. It, it's a hell of a the matchup. Matchup is fine for Henry this week. That's the only thing where I feel like it's going to be like a low scoring game and not low scoring, but I feel like it's going to be like a close enough game to right, where the Ravens have just just been, you know, nah, right, right. Like yeah. I can see, I think Henry's going to score this week too. But let me, I just want to ask Henry something. You've had this problem all year. Yeah, you think and this make is a the deal. first time that I've heard this question. So, what have you been doing the entire year? Un- uh, unless you just traded for one of these guys, if you just traded for one of them, and now this is a dilemma that you have, then I completely understand. But if you've had this problem all year, stick to what you've been doing. Whether it's been Pollard, whether that's been Henry, stick to what you've been doing. And if it's been working. Great. If it hasn't been, then mix it up. But I would imagine, I would hope that you just traded for one of these guys. Or maybe you're a new listener. If you're a new listener, welcome. We love you. And you're welcome in our community. Uh, one, two, three, four, eight, and 17. Gone. Uh, number five. Jake! Do you hear the church bells? Do you see the carriages? Do you hear... God save the king. Long live our noble king. God save the king. Send him victorious, happy, and glorious. Long to reign over us. God save the king. It's King Charles. Jake, where is King Charles this week? He has been. He's been all over. I'll recap the audience. Week one was kicking it in Amsterdam, just yep. having a grand old time to kick off yep. the year. Then headed out to Japan, then caught the Rays in Belize, then hung out in Beverly Hills, California. We love, love the, the stars. stars. Then went to uh, where was he last week again? Uh, was he was he at the Kremlin? Oh, he was in Portland, Oregon last week. How oh, he I- was in Portland. Yes, of course, of course. So now King Charles, God save the king. Was is going from Portland, Oregon, to none other, Mister Burtzel, none other. You ready for this one? Oh, I'm ready. Moscow, Russia. The we Kremlin. were waiting for one. I was saving it for King Charles, the Kremlin. They they have rolled out the red carpet for King Charles. They are getting ready. I mean, King Charles and the Kremlin. They are yes. undefeated, both of them. Yes, and maybe even the stars will be going to the Kremlin to follow. Who knows? They could. They could. You know what I heard? I heard I heard a little rumor that um, Mr. Putin and King Charles are playing each other this week. Undefeated's going at it. But yes, he is. he's at the international hub of the Basement Talk podcast fantasy show. Oh Moscow, Russia. We love we, we love the Kremlin. Shout he's out, making shout his rounds Kremlin. to all of our, uh, you know. All the hubs. All, our, all the all hubs. The hubs. He, he's making our rounds for us. You he, know, he, He's checking in the subjects. That is what a good king is supposed to do. God save the king. Uh, king Charles, he participated in some commerce this week. He signed a trade agreement. Oh, good God. I hope not with Putin. <laughs> I, I hope not. I hope not. I think this probably was done. This probably was done with like Macron or, so, or something like that. Yeah, it could be. He wants us to grade the trade agreement in half. He's giving B 
Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier, he's getting DeAndre Swift and Michael Pittman. Hmm. In half. I think you did all right here, King. I think he did too. I think he did all right. You got a comparable running back. I mean, I I would much. I don't know about much. Rather have Bijan, Algier. Forget him. Who cares? Um, he's a handcuff. Yeah, I mean, you you downgrade slightly at running back, and if you really had lineup issues at flex or wide receiver too, you could do a whole lot worse than Michael Pittman. I think even with Gardner Minshew and Michael Pittman playing for his cash this year as well, he will be yeah. a free agent at the end of the year looking for that first contract. So. I, th- I think you did well here. I'm going to give this a B plus. I-, I think you did really, really, really well. I'm going to give this a B plus too. I think you did really well at getting Swift, like like Jake said. Uh, minor downgrade from Bijan, that's okay. But you get better in the wide receiver department, which I'm going to imagine you have an injury there, which is why you made this deal. And if that's the case, or if you just wanted to get some depth there, you did great by getting Michael Pittman. And it's a guy you can start immediately. You can start both of them, both of them. You know, Swift oh, yeah, replaces absolutely. Robinson. Pittman goes into another spot in your lineup. Bang, done. Great job, yeah. King. Great Maybe job, King. Try to get Gainwell. That that would be my next piece of advice is to get yeah. Kenneth Gainwell in your roster because Swift has had his injury shares in the past. So, yep. yeah, I think he did well. Very good. Mwah. We love the King. One to five, eight to 17. Number six. Number six. This is from Derek. Derek is from... Um, he is from Zagreb in Croatia. Uh, Derek, he, he asks a general question when assessing bye weeks at the draft, is it actually a good idea to load up on guys that have the same bye week to take an L for one week and have that be it? Well, we've, I, I've talked about this in, in, I have too. in, you know, bits and pieces this year, because this is the first year where I've like really, really thought about it. And I mean, I think it's genius. So I let me elaborate on this. I actually tried that in a league this year, and it worked out for me because I still won the matchup in large part thanks to Jaleel McLaughlin coming out of nowhere to be my RB1 and, and also having Zach Moss, who I grabbed off waivers before the year started. So, it look, it could work out that way. When you have your draft, you could draft guys in the bye week and just say, look, you know, if I play waivers smart and maybe make a deal or two, it could work out for me. So Yeah, you, you could just target by apocalypse. That's yeah. honestly what you could do. And then you have an advantage every other week over your opponent in all likelihood because they're dealing with buys while you're going in with a full team. Correct. You know, draft quarterback, your two starting running backs, you know, a couple receivers, just go for the same bye week and just take an L there. And those, those are and quarterback, especially you want to loop in with a buy because look, you can easily stream quarterbacks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I think Derek, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. I've talked about this, you know, here in the other show. One to six, eight, eight and 17. Uh, 16. 16. This is from Jeff. Jake, where's Jeff from? Jeff is from, uh, let's go with uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I don't know why. I was just drawing a blank there. It's it's not exactly 21, 21 but it's close enough. It's we close didn't enough. have 21 this week, so I wanted to get, uh, you know, the homeland in there at some 21 point. Sa- 21 Savage. Great guy. Great guy. Friend of the program. Friend of the program, 21 Savage. Uh, Jeff, he needs three in full. Jacoby Myers, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett, Elijah Moore, and Odell Beckham Jr. It's the first three. Myers, Hopkins, Lockett. And quite comfortably, I might add. Yes, quite, quite, quite comfortably. Uh, One to six, eight, 16, 17, gone. Number nine. 
Number nine. This is from Paul. Paul is from. Um, come on. Back. You're he, it. Yeah, you, let's go. Stick he's to the program. From, he's, not, he's not from St. Paul. He's You're not an from asshole. Paul. He, he, he's from Baku, Azerbaijan. Uh, Paul, he needs a flex in full. Amari DiMercato, Justice Hill, Jeff Wilson, Michael Thomas, Zay Jones, Josh Palmer. It's Michael Thomas for me. It's 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 Thomas for me and, and pretty comfortably. Yeah, pretty comfortably in what should be a good matchup for him against against the Texans. How did that feel? Uh, disgusting. Horrible. <laughs> Tr- truly terrible. Maybe that's what I get for not saying he's from St. Paul. All right. He's from Baku, Azerbaijan, but he's currently living in St. Saint- in Saint Paul, Minnesota. Happy? I am happy, but still, Michael Thomas, he's playing football and it's week six. <laughs> he's playing football in week six. Derek Carr must have some magical spell on him. I don't know what to tell you. The, the GPS. I mean, watch a yep. Saints game and look at where the targets are going. Yep. Uh, one to six, eight and nine, 16 and 17. Uh, number 11. Number 11. This is from Nick. Jake, where's Nick from? Nick is from Lexington, Kentucky. The NBA season is on the horizon. We are so close. We are so close to the Knicks being back. Ready to disappoint. Ready to disappoint. Mitchell Robinson. How, how long until Mitchell Robinson is hurt? Hey, but don't worry. Jacob Toppin had a good first preseason game. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. And you know what we, what we might see, Jake? You know what the, 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 the whispers are coming out of, you know, World Wide West going right to, going right to my head because, you know, we're in constant, constant contact. Is that Jericho Sims might play the four? Oh, yay! Whoopee! Yep, that's what we need. Jericho Sims at the four. Yep. <clears throat> how about how about he plays the five when Mitchell Robinson undoubtedly gets hurt because that's just what he does. Uh, Nick, he needs one and a half. Evan Ingram or Dawson Knox? It's Ingram, with or without Kincaid. It's Ingram for me. It is Ingram, but let's 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 just have a little discussion about about Dawson Knox. If there is no Dalton Kincaid, let's play America's favorite game. Would you rather? Because we love this game. It's a great game. It really helps us, you know, narrow down our options here. If there is no Dalton Kincaid, Jake, Dawson Knox, or Dalton Schultz. Uh, I actually have that problem. What do you think? <laughs> I think, uh, I think it's Schultz, the hot hand. Okay. All right. That's what, kind of what I was leaning towards, but I have the, I have that predicament in two places. So yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, but I think the hot hand would be the one that I would go with uh, Dawson Knox or Kyle Pitts. I also have that problem. What do you think? <laughs> I think I'd go Pitts. Yeah, especially if Smith doesn't play. I think, yeah, uh, especially if Smith doesn't play, but if Smith does play, I think I, I would still go Pitts. I can't believe that Janu Smith and his game status is something we have to monitor. I can't. I, neither can I. Neither can I. Honestly. Uh All right. So now, now it's my turn. Jake Dawson Docks or Tyler Higby. I also have that problem. Well, um, fuck I'm, me. I'm. Go- I'm going with Higby. Uh, the matchup this week: the Arizona Cardinals. Life, death, taxes. <gasps> the Arizona Cardinals yeah. being unable to defend the tight end. Yeah. Fucking a. Um. I. I. I think it's Higby. I think it's Higby. But like, fuck. How I want it to be Knox, and I'll give you I'll give you one more Hunter Henry or Dawson Knox. Knox, I do want to get Knox in there someplace. I might. Right. I have two places where I have Pitts as a predicament. I might start Knox in one of them. I, I think it's a great idea. Just great to idea. have, I I want to get him in there at one place this week, so I don't feel like a complete moron if he scores. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's very smart. Uh one to six, eight, nine, eleven, sixteen, seventeen. Number seven. Thank you, God, Jake. Uh number seven. This is from Juan. Jake, where's Juan from? San Juan, Puerto Rico. Of course. I I, I mean I gave it to you. I gave it to you to let you have it. Uh Juan, he needs two in Superflex. Kirk Cousins, Gardner Minshew, Brock Purdy, Geno Smith. He's got four options here. That that's yeah, a man that's prepared. I'm, I'm going with Cousins and I'm going with Geno. Give me Geno in that game. I am gonna check the ranks on this one. I didn't even need to check there. I, I, I think knew I Gino do have Geno, but I want to make sure. Wow, back to back. Back to back, but it is Geno for me. Cousins and yeah. Geno. I, Purdy's a safe floor this week, but Gino is quite comfortably ahead of Pur- uh, Purdy uh, yeah. in my rankings this week. And Cousins is only two spots higher than Gino. So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Uh, let's see. One to nine, 11, 16, 17. Gone. 10. 10. This is from Fred. Fred is from Queensland, Australia. Uh, Fred, he needs one. Matthew Stafford or Jared Goff? Jared Goff for me by one. Uh, referring to the ranks here. That's smart. I, I have Stafford. Okay. Matchup. It, it, it is close. It is very, very, very close. The matchup, Stafford's man. also at home. Yeah, the matchup. Play the okay. matchup here. Sure, sure. I'll I'll, I'll vouch for that. I, I'm still going to roll with Goff, but Stafford is probably your safer bet. Yes. Uh, let's see. 1 to 11, 16, 17. Uh, 11. 11 gone. Wow. Oh, 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 it's oh, happened. Sorry, uh, it's it's happened. First one, happened. Of first one of the year. Um, 15. 15. This is Christopher. Jake, where's Christopher from? Uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Thunder Griffin Paper Company employee. Uh, Christopher, he has a general question. He asks, if you could take one underperforming fantasy player, not because of injury, and put them on any team in the league where they could perform to their potential, who would it be and where? Uh, Kyle Pitts on Dallas. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a great one. I'll say... I mean, that's a very broad question because it's got to be guys yeah. that are realistic. Like, ideally, I would love to put, like, Jahan Dotson on the Chiefs or any underperforming wide receiver on sure. the Chiefs. Yeah, sure. But like, yeah. Drake, L- Drake London on the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, anybody, any wide receiver on the Chiefs. But for realistic purposes, I'll go with Kyle Pitts on uh, on Dallas. Okay. I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna fantasy book this a little bit. Um, it, would, it will never happen because these two teams would never, ever do a deal with each other. But I'll say Ramondre Stevenson on the Dolphins. Yeah, or Kirk Cousins on the Jets. Or Kirk Cousins on the Jets, yeah. <laughs> Even though think, he's performing. <laughs> yeah, I do think Reminder Stevenson is talented. I just think the situation in they New suck. England is dire. It is a or dire even situation. the Ra- even the Ravens for Stevenson sure. would be great. Uh, great one. Great one. Uh, 12, 13, 14, the ones that are left. 12. 12, this is from Billy. Billy is from, uh, he's from Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, Billy, he, need, he wants us to grade the trade in half. He's giving James Conner and CeeDee Lamb. He's getting Justin Jefferson and Joe Mixon. Hmm, I mean, two hurt players, but I think the CeeDee Lamb side wins it here. I do too. 
I do too. I'd rather, when it comes down to is I'd rather have CD than Mixon. Right. That's, Jake, that is exactly how I processed this. That's kind of how I processed it. Yeah. I'm crossing off Connor. I'm crossing off Jefferson because they're both hurt. Now just assess your healthy pieces. You just, you, you just traded CD Lamb for Joe Mixon. Does that make you feel good? It wouldn't make it me does. feel good. Yeah. Well, no, I'm make, just saying, like, I'd rather. Right. Just, in, ge- just in general. I mean, and the, the, Billy, you didn't do too well here. I'm going to, I'm giving this a C minus. Yeah. I'm going to give it a C minus as well. Borderline. Yeah, I, think, I, I think you got a little jip there, uh, my friend. Uh, 13, 14 or left? 13. 13. This is from Eric. Jake, where's Eric from? Uh, Newport, Rhode Island. Eric, is this the, is this year the worst year for first round picks that we have had ever? Hmm. Feel I, like, I, feel like all outside of, feel like all of them outside of Christian McCaffrey have either been hurt okay. or have underperformed at some point or another and didn't get the 101 to take McCaffrey. Good luck. I think that Tyreek Hill guy's been pretty good. I think a Tyreek Hill, that Tyreek Hill guy's been really good, but outside of Tyreek Hill and Christian McCaffrey. Well, hurt. Yeah. I mean, let's just look. You have Eckler, who, when he's been there, has been very good, but he's been he's been hurt now for a couple okay. weeks. Um, Cop. Bijan, Bijan, who is, only has two touchdowns on the year, it's been Cop, pretty good. Who's been hurt, but last week showed showed promising enough signs. Uh, Garrett Wilson, but not his fault because he lost Aaron Rodgers. He lost Aaron Rodgers, right? Uh, Saquon, Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry been brutal. Saquon, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard hasn't done much of anything yet. Uh, Saquon, Saquon, great one, great one. Health, health, and performance of uh, of the team. I don't know if I were to say this is the worst first round year that we've had in recent memory because I mean, just last year we had Jonathan Taylor as the one hundred and one, and that was the worst one hundred and one that we've ever had in fantasy. So right then and there, that's just the tone setter for the entire round. But collectively, is this a is this a bad first round pick year? Yeah, it is. But this is what happens every year in the first round. There's a percentage of like 30, 40% of first round picks that don't work out. Simple as that. It just this year, it's a lot higher. The number this year is probably somewhere around 60, 70% of guys get too in the first round that haven't worked out. It's because people get way too fancy in these first rounds nowadays. That's true. That's true. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Shout out Adam's teacher. Yeah. And 14, this is from Sam. Sam is from, uh, he is from Huntington, West Virginia. Sam, he needs one and a half. David Njoku or Zach Ertz. It's Zach Ertz by a mile. Yeah. Ertz. All right. Thank you, everyone, so much for your questions. We'll try and do better for you next week. All right, Jake. It's start of the week time. Our favorite time. Let's have a look at our starts of the week from last week. So I chose Jordan Love. That was fucking awful. You chose CJ Stroud. Kind of poopy, but not bad. Eh, yeah, could be better. Yeah, it was meh. It was meh. I chose Brees Hall. That was great. Was also put also put him in a column on fantasy pros. Brees, love you, man. Uh Jake chose Alexander Madison. He scored. That was great. 
I chose Michael Pittman. Of course, the worst game Michael Pittman has had all year. Go figure. Jake chose Christian Watson. Blech. Hang on, hang on, hold on. Didn't he have 100 yards? Did he have a did he have 100 yards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, he did he did catch the big one. He did catch yeah. he did catch the big one. Yeah, that's fair. He had total. I might I might have to take that bleh back. Oh wait, no, he's on a buy this week. It was a math for me. It was okay, fine. It was a math. It was a math. Yeah, he did he did catch the he did catch the big one. I kind of associated him. With with Jordan Love, with Jordan Love. Uh, a fair misconception, I might add, because he had three for ninety one. Okay, uh, it's it's a it could a. be worse. We've yeah, seen it's worse. A. It's a. it's not it's not bleh, but it's yeah. And then I chose Janu Smith. Horrible. I need to learn my lesson. Just idiotic. No more Arthur Smith in nope. the start of the week. Nope, absolutely not. And then Jake chose Zach Ertz. A great choice so now it is start of the week time once again time for us to make fools out of ourselves can't wait uh my start of the week i am going to go with and i'm going to limit this as we normally do the top eight quarterbacks and then top eight tight ends then the top 12 receivers top 12 running backs just in case anybody needed a reminder um, I am going to go for as badly as I do want to go and choose Dak against the Chargers because that is just is, uh, a layup. I'm not going to do it because, you know, Dak, what have you done for me lately? Um, I am going to go ahead and I'm going to choose Matthew Stafford against the Colts. Took mine. You took it's mine. It's a good one. It's, it's, it's a good choice. All right. Uh, I'm going to have to counter that with – you know what, man? Screw it. I've been saying it all week. Let's see how he does. I'm going to go with Gardner Minshew in the revenge game against the nice. Colts. Good matchup. Nice. It is a good matchup. Uh, or I excuse like me, it. the Jaguars against the Jaguars. Yeah, I knew what you meant. I knew what you yeah. meant. The people it, knew what you meant, too. It's a going back to Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville's defense hasn't been good this year. No, they've, they've been very mid. Yeah. So something, very, te- very something tells me uh, two to three touchdowns is on the horizon for Mr. Minshew in a game that I think the Colts win, by the way. Okay. All right, your running back start of the week. Couple got- good op- yeah, so th- there are a couple of good ones this week. Um, I'm going to go with a little bit of a deeper cut here. Mm. I'm going to go with – I don't want to stick with the same game, though. All right, you know what? We'll make this short and sweet here. I'm going to take James Cook bouncing back on Sunday Night Football. You motherfucker. I, was, I, I thought Zach Moss was going to be a good start this week, but – I didn't want to stick because I. Stay, <sighs> yeah. So tough. That's so tough. Sorry for swearing. Uh, t- tough. That that sucks. Uh, I I guess I got to go for the backup plan, and the backup plan is uh, oh my god. Um, when when you when your first option gets taken, you're kind of like scrambling a little yeah, bit. With yeah, yeah. You did it with Stafford, and that was that was the one that I wrote down was Cook. That was the one I that was like for sure. I'm like, there's no way he takes James yeah. Cook. And what does he do? He goes and he takes James Cook. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for. I'll say he does it again. I'll go with Alvin Kamara against the Texans. Just to have Alvin Kamara do absolutely nothing because that's just what he does when I, when I vouch for him in classic Alvin Kamara fashion. Um, <clears throat> wide receivers. <sighs> I mean, I would love to back Michael Pittman again. I I just can't do it. I'm gonna go for a big bounce back week. I'm gonna go Calvin Ridley. 
Yeah, Colts get absolutely killed by number one receivers. Yeah. I would love to make this fun and say that Christian Kirk, but I'm not going to do it. I mean, listen, I would root, I would root for Christian Kirk all day, every day. So that that you know, would, I would be, uh, you know what, though? I'm going to take first week as the number one wide receiver. Give me Jordan Addison this week against the Chicago Bears, a secondary nice. that is playing nothing but backups, it looks like, again this week. With nice. Kirk Cousins, a game the Vikings need to win, fire up Jordan Addison, start of the week. Nice, I like it. I like it a lot. And then your tight end start of the week, Jake. What do you got? Good God, man. Well, yeah, what, what, right. what do we always say, Mr. Burtzel? Life, death, taxes, the Arizona Cardinals being unable to cover the tight end. I'm going to go with Tyler Rigby. Something tells me he scores this week against Arizona. Yep, you took mine again, you prick. Um, all right, so I, I'm going to cheat again. I'm going to say Dawson Knox. If Dalton Kincaid does not play, if Dalton Kincaid plays, I'm going to say Cole Komet. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to say I'm going to say Cole Komet regardless. I think Cole Komet will be better than, than Dawson Knox regardless. So, our start to the week. I've gone for Matthew Stafford, Alvin Kamara, Calvin Ridley, and Cole Komet. Jake has gone for Gardner Minshew, James Cook, Jordan Addison, Tyler Higby. No way we get 8 of 8. So, with that being said, we'll see you for start of the week in week number 7. That is going to be it. For this edition of the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show, this is the Week 6 Mailbag. If you like what you've heard, leave a five-star review. Tell us how much you love the program. Tell us how much you love the mailbag. I mean, we love the mailbag. You love the mailbag. It's our most popular show, and thank you so much for making it our most popular show. We do what we can for you beautiful people to see you succeed in your fantasy football leagues. Of course, join us again next week, week number seven of the mailbag. We will be here. Submit your questions about anything, about life. If you want to talk about life and just have life conversations, please, by all means, do it. We're here, we're here for all, all open, honest, intellectual discussions. This is a safe place for anything you want to talk about. This is what the mailbag is here for. But of course, fantasy football content is what we crave and what we love. So for Jake Simone, I am Bird. Thank you so much for listening to the Week 6 Mailbag. We love you, Portland, Oregon. We love you, King Charles. Great guy. God save the king. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.